Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today, I am going to do something a little different. I'm going to discuss chapter 46, um, but I'm not going to be reading the chapter because we read it the entire chapter on 46a and b. Now, um, what I want to talk about is, is Egypt and the attitude of the prophets towards Egypt. Prophecy, as we've said so many times, is not the point is not that the prophet should get up or gets up and predicts some future event. The point is that the prophet says that a future event might occur if it is not averted by by fixing the cause. In other words, the people that are be in a prediction, for example, of a punishment, if the if Jeremiah says that the Babylonians are going to come and destroy the temple because the people are corrupt, so the point is, so not that he's predicting that uh, that the Babylonians are going to destroy Jerusalem. The point is to try to make sure that the Babylonians don't destroy destroy Jerusalem and have the people repent. So when he turned to Egypt, there must have been a message there. There's some, there's some, it wasn't just a prediction, even though most of chapter 46, both A and B, and you have to listen to those before you can understand this particular podcast, um, was predicting these two disastrous losses of the Egyptian army in fights with the Babylonians. The first one, the first half in Carchemish, and the second one happened in Egypt. But what, what's the point? Why, why is Egypt being punished? What is it that Egypt has done wrong? What is Egypt's sin that makes them worse than, than, than others that they deserved this? So um, obviously, part, um, clearly they were worshipped idols. We know that. But it had to be more than that because everyone in those days worshipped idols with the exception of the few people in Judah who actually... Um, stayed faithful to God, which was not a large number because even the people in Judah, as we saw, were worshiping idols, uh, you know, and for which they were punished. So what exactly is it? So what I want to do is I'm going to look in several places in um, the other prophets and see what it is that they say. That'll give us some hints. And then we'll go back to the hints that Jeremiah gives. And I, I did point them out when we were reading for uh, it, the chapter itself, but now we'll be able to understand it in its larger context. So first of all, I want to look at Isaiah 36, chapter 6. Um, the, the um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Isaiah 36, verse 6, where, where um, in this case, this this chapter in Isaiah was uh, was occurred during the the um, siege of Jerusalem that the Assyrian army had placed on Jerusalem during that time of the King Hezekiah, and Rav Shokeh was the Assyrian general, and he was asking and t- telling the people of Jerusalem that they should surrender the city because the Assyrian army is mighty, and so on. And he thought to himself, and he knew, of course, that the, many of the people in Jerusalem were hoping that Egypt would come to their rescue and that they should rely on Egypt. Now, um, at that point, 
in, in the verse 6, one of the things that he says gives us an, a, a good idea of what kind of people the Egyptians were as allies. And he says to him, He neva tachta al mishenet hakone horotzut hazeh al mitrayim. You are relying on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which and that a person will lean on this staff, and it will just it will crack and just cut his hand. A staff, what he's saying in this verse is that a staff is supposed to be something strong and reliable that you can rely on. People take a staff and they use it to lean on. So He's saying, you are leaning on the Egyptians as if they are something strong and that they're going to help you and that you can lean on them and rely on them. But actually, they are just a reed that's just going to snap and hurt you. In other words, you can't trust them. You can't trust the Egyptians. This is not the only place where um, we we see... um, we see that this kind of reference um, in Ezekiel and Yechezkel, we also see a very similar thing. Now Yechezkel, who is ta- talking about the same war, uh, Yechezkel is, sta- is in Babylon, and, and he's standing in Babylon, and he's preaching about the, um, at this point in chapter 29, he's also discussing the attack of the Babylonians against the Egyptians and how the Egyptians are going to lose. So he's literally speaking about the same war that Jeremiah is talking about. In 29 verse 6, he uses a very similar a reference that the Rav Shakeh, the Assyrian general, uses when he talks about the Egyptians. He says, All the people right, uh, 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 that live in Mitz- uh, the, the residents of Egypt will be punished and therefore they will know that I am the Lord God. Yan, because Heyotam Mishenet Israel, they were a staff made out of reeds for the house of Israel. In other words, they were a completely unreliable ally to Israel. Because of that, they're being punished. That's what Ezekiel is saying in chapter 29, verse 6. Um if we look a little bit farther, because Ezekiel did uh, spend several chapters talking about Egypt, but I want to—I'm just going to point out a few places. So we get—we're getting this idea, uh, developing this idea of Egypt being completely unreliable. I want to point out. Actually, I'm going to—I'm going to get back to Ezekiel in a minute. But first, I want to look at in the book of Kings. We know that in Kings in, in the Kings one, chapter three. Um, we know that we see that Shlomo, that Solomon, the king, uh, took, uh, uh, made an alliance with Egypt and relied upon Egypt. And he married, actually, the, married the, one of Egypt, the Pharaoh's daughters in order, in order to seal that alliance. And not only that, but he did a lot of business with Egypt. He got his horses and, and um, if we go to, uh, in chapter 10, uh, let's see, verse 28 in Kings 1, uh, you know, where he, how he bought all of his sources and how they, they um, uh, you know, he, he relied on Egypt. However, if we go just a little bit farther on in the book of Kings when it gets to Solomon's son, so, so, so they have this tremendous alliance. 
But what, what happens when Solomon's son takes over, Rechav Am? We know he was not a, um, a great king. He go, Rechav Am goes on the list of one of the evil kings. However, he didn't follow um, God very well. However, the alliance with Egypt, which still should have been in place, um, if we look there, we see that um, that 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 Shishak, the Pharaoh, went ahead and broke that alliance and came and attacked Jerusalem when they were in a vulnerable state. This was is like um, uh, you know, uh, and the, the, this is this is just extremely. Uh, Sorry, this is in the book of Kings, chapter 14, verse 25, is where this occurs. That Allah Shishak Melech Mitzrayim Yishalayim, he's supposed to be an ally, and now he's the most un, the, not just not an ally, he comes and attacks. On that verse uh, 25, where the Pharaoh Shishak breaks his alliance and attacks Solomon's son, Rechavam, who is now the, the next king, um, Rashi actually brings a, a rabbinic tradition there, saying that this Pharaoh Shishak had his name, was called Shishak because it, it sounds similar to the Hebrew word shokake, because he was jealous from the days of Solomon, of Solomon's wealth. Solomon had this great, all this great wealth, and Shishak was jealous of it. So again, it shows he was unreliable. He was made a deal with Shlomo with Solomon, but all he really wanted to do was wait till Shlomo would be vulnerable. In this case, he waited till after he died and then attacked his son because he was vulnerable. So again, we see this idea that he's an extremely unreliable ally. Now, I'm going to go back to Ezekiel again, and we're going to look now at Ezekiel 31, where he's still prophesizing about, about Egypt. And look at Ezekiel 31, verse 10. And here, we're going to start to see something else, right? So we talked about his unreliability, how, and, and, um, but unreliability comes from arrogance. So the key, you know, arrogance, selfishness, just complete selfishness, complete arrogance, not thinking that you have to get along with other people, just being completely unreliable. In 31 verse 10 was where Ezekiel directly accuses the Egyptians of their arrogance. It says, mm-hmm. So it says, God, Because you have stood up with, straight up with, in, a, in an arrogant posture. And you thrust your top up like you're the tallest tree in the forest, and you became arrogant in your heart, big of ho in your height. So that's why I, I'm going to put you in the hands of another nation. I'm going to have your, your nation suffer defeat at the hands of another nation. So here we have Ezekiel pointing out that two things so far. One is unreliability, untrustworthiness. And the second is arrogance. Both of these traits are extremely, um, are extremely uh, um, re- closely related. So we see now this theme that 
across the word from Isaiah to Ezekiel to the Book of Kings, we see this theme and this idea of the unreliability. Two, these two ideas: the arrogance and not being reliable. So now, if we go back to Jeremiah forty-six, we do see hints of this, even though he doesn't devote a lot to criticizing Egypt and explaining what their problem was, but he does talk about it. So remember that, and I pointed these things out. So um, the first place that I pointed this out was in chapter 46, in, when I did part A, in verse 7 and 8. He's talking about the defeat of the Egyptians at Karkamish, and he says, Who is the one who's getting up and rising like the river rises? And Mitzrayim, and then it continues in verse 8, Mitzrayim, it is Egypt that Ayala that rises like the um like the the sea, the level of the of the river. Vayomer, I am going to get up. Eretz, I am going to be the one that covers the land. Ovida Irviotra, I am going to be the one that destroys the cities. It's 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 arrogance that Jeremiah is pointing out. And then he goes ahead and says that he's going to be punished and lose that battle. In the other part, um, um, we mentioned the 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 in the in the second half. We saw this hint of the other point, the unreliability of Jerem- of the Egyptians, and 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 when I and I mentioned I pointed these out when we read forty six B, we see it in verse fifteen, chapter forty six. And fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Just Why is it that your strong soldiers were just swept away? Lo and they could not stand. because God is the one that pushed them aside. And why? Um. Remember, Karusham. I'm skipping to verse seventeen now. Karusham. What did what did those conquerors do when they swept away the the defenders they made fun of paro they said paro melech mitzrayim paro you're the king of egypt sha'on you are like a a a, 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 a there's several ways to translate like a, a braggart a person who you just you know you're just bragging and and have your amoed you made promises to attack and you made promises to defend, and you didn't keep your promises. The the um, you just uh, allowed the time to pass, and didn't you weren't reliable. You weren't a reliable leader. So again, you see this hint of of this is what the flaw that Jeremiah was criticizing the Egyptians for: arrogance and unreliability. I hope this lends some more meaning to chapter 46 so the purpose of of me adding this podcast is so that when we read through 46 we remember that it's not just a prediction about wars it's it's not just a prediction about who's going to win and who's going to lose there's a point here and the point is to teach the egyptians a lesson a lesson in being faithful a lesson in being reliable a lesson in being humble and um and and that those are the values that God wanted from them. And since they did not display them, they deserve punishment. Thank you so much for paying attention and studying this together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 47 together, which uh, will focus on a new nation. It will be the nation of the Philistines.